Yo, 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 what up, baby? Welcome to the episode of Football Without Hesitation. Oz here, sitting in the studio, pondering soccer, man. Man, what a soccer season it has been, and it's only getting started, man. It's a World Cup year. It is a World Cup year this year, and it, the World Cup is November. It's crazy. Anyway. We're here. We're talking San Jose Earthquakes. We're talking Monterey Bay FC, the Canners. Started to hear, folks. It started to hear. If when you know when the Canners, when it's all over the place, you can say you were one of the. You heard it first. You know where it came from. Football without hesitation. <laughs> anyway, what's up, y'all? But yeah, again, I'm gonna turn on personal stuff. This isn't one of them type of podcasts. This is a soccer podcast. The last time I released an episode that Quakes had just released, man, so a bunch of releasing. The Quakes and Matias Almeida had parted ways. It ended badly. The Quakes were in a bad place. Almeida seemed to be in a bad place. It was was just bad all around. It was bad all around. It didn't end well. Alex Covello comes up, and he, he brings a sense of normalcy. I was I was thinking about it. I remember when uh, before the season started, and I was like, "Dude, like again, th- this is a good. It's a good roster. It's a good roster. It's pretty obvious where all the the players should be, and if you put them in those slots, you're not all of a sudden competing for an MLS Cup. But but you're a pretty good fucking team, you know. Chris Leach ha- Chris Leach has, has made some signings, and I, I keep saying it, to me the San Jose Earthquakes are are a borderline playoff team. They're right there. You know, whatever the seventh place, whatever the playoff line is, I think that realistically that's where they are. They could they could go on a run and, and go higher and do some stuff, but they're not the worst. But it's also, you know, it's not the, it's not the worst roster in the league. It's, yeah, and if you use the players to their full potential, it's a it's a Fuck. Again, you you could easily be in the playoffs if the Quakes sneak into playoffs, and I said that that's all it would take. Put the players where they need to be. Matias motivate them as he does, and we'll see what we can do. Instead, Almeida went with this the system that even more experimental in the first three years it seemed like, and it uh, I don't know. It didn't make sense any anywhere to me, and and I'm one of the biggest Almeida homers out there. Something else was going on internally, obviously. Anyway, here comes Covello, puts him. You you see immediately, immediately the, the very next lineup. It's it's a very predictable lineup, which is good. Which was good. It should be predictable. The the Quakes had players in a lot of you know, and a lot of the positions were filled. Lo and behold, they're doing better. Is this team all of a sudden are they gonna continue this form? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. They're you know, they're still eleventh place in the West. Three, five, and five, negative six goal differential. There's lo- a long way to go to be a contending team, but those last matches with Almeida were just embarrassing. There was just there's no other way to put it. There's no other way to put it. But then the question now becomes, can this success be sustained? You know, I, I a big part of it is all, all of a sudden the team, you know, for the first couple of weeks, you have no idea. I, I mean, you know, Cavello, you know, again, 
MLS knows Cavallo. They can do their research. He didn't come out of nowhere. You know, he, he was running earthquakes too. So he, he's a known person. So you, you kind of have an idea what the strategy is going to be like, but you really don't know. You know, you, you really don't know the first couple of weeks. And then now, you know, a, a month and a half into it, you kind of know what to expect. So you know how to defend against it. And and the the better teams... The better teams that have the, the bigger technical staffs that can you know that can break them down, that's going to be tough. And and MLS was like, "Fuck you! You know you want you want you don't test. We're going to test you right now, because you know they got Nashville, LAFC, Galaxy, and I think RSL as well coming up. <laughs> Shit. And, and again, you you can't expect there there is really literally zero expectations going into that. If they lose all of those, it's like whatever, dude. It's a tumultuous season. It's it's a we're turning it around. Can't expect much. And if they get a couple points, it's like, well, that's great. It's great. It looks like we've already hit bottom and we're still going up. So we'll, we'll see. And and so yeah, that that's the question. There is like at, at the end of the season, at you know when when the season is done, what is a successful season for Alex Cavello? What 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 could what you know if he if he doesn't win one other match from here on out, are are we still happy? If he takes them to the playoffs, do you do you just automatically sign him to a multi year deal? Does Oz need to stop thinking about that far into the future and just look at next fucking week? Yeah, more than likely. But I I just can't help. The reason that, you know I I think that much forward is the parallel between this and uh, Luchi Gonzalez. Down at FC Dallas. And maybe the parallel is just me being ignorant. But I I just see, you know, FC Dallas has one of the best academies. They've They've sold players for millions of dollars to teams in Europe. It's well established that 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 is an academy that is, is ready to sell players. Anyway, so... One of the orchestrators of that was Luchi Gonzalez. Luchi Gonzalez in 2018 gets the opportunity to manage the big squad. He manages the big squad, takes him to the playoffs. Twenty uh, was it 2018, 2019, or 2019, 2020, 2021 doesn't start off that well. Immediately axed. First half of the season gone, and. All of a sudden, one of these architects of your academy is axed because of possibly, you know, because of the play in one one half of the season or one quarter of a season. I don't know. Maybe that that's just the, the evolution of Major League Soccer. Maybe that that's where we're headed. I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is if it doesn't work out with Covello as as a head coach, do, do you get rid of him? And he's he's not part of the the team anymore or all of a sudden you get rid of him and whoever's coaching got earthquakes too then they get pushed out you know what i haven't gone too far into this but i've already gone too far into that cabello i wish you luck i'm fucking excited of what's happening you're putting players where they need to be jebo is he's finally Finally getting to be that star guy there that is expected to score goals and he's scoring fucking goals and I fucking love it and I hope he's happy. I'm happy seeing him. Montero, Montero, dude, I, I, 
I, I questioned you before the season. No more questions. No more questions. <laughs> I mean, damn, this team. Remedi. Remedi was a great sign. Chris Leach. Chris Leach, come on. Chris Leach got to get some credit. I guess that's where I'm heading at. Before I move on, I want to make sure that happens because, again, Rometty, he's he's not one of those. He's not going to score hella goals, so he's not going to be showing up on on the highlight reel every fucking week. But Rometty has been so rock solid. Judson has not played for a long time, and a couple years ago, you tell me Judson's not in the midfield. I'm like, fuck, that's going to be kind of scary defensively. But now you got Rometty there. Rometty gets pulled out. Judson comes in. Again, it's not. It's not one of the top tier teams. You know, it's not with the greatest substitutes. But that is that is great depth for for the San Jose Earthquakes to go from somebody like Rometty, who's had so much success in, in MLS and and is having success in San Jose, and you pull him for Judson, who's who's been lights out as well. It's great. It's, it's fucking exciting. So anyway, well, yeah, big challenges coming up for San Jose. It's exciting. It's exciting. But at the same time, the game itself is, is a little bit more boring because <laughs> it's a little bit more what it's supposed to be a little bit more generic, generic. And I don't mean generic as in like cheap as in generic as in like, yes, this is, this is what you, with this team, with you know, if you want to win, if you want to succeed, this you put these players here, and this gives you your best opportunity to succeed, succeed on Saturdays. I mean, I wasn't doing that in the first part of the season. He wasn't doing that a lot of times in, in his last in his tenure here, but this first part of the season was just outrageous. But Covello just said, "All right, we'll start there." So yeah, so I, I you know I I wish him well, I, and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to be back at PayPal, you know, when they're playing. And I'm excited to watch them on TV when they're away. Speaking of be, of home, man, oh, man. Them playing at home, now Saturdays are congested. Saturdays are congested because we got Monterey Bay FC, the Canners. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm calling them that. I'm calling. I'm just gonna keep saying it until it's a thing. It's cool. It works. It works. Anyway, the Canners they went out to. I've been saying Louisville, but apparently it's Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. Whatever. You want to name yourself after a French king? People are gonna mis mispronounce your fucking name, dude. Even though I'm sure it's a great city. Kentucky seems like a cool cool state. Louisville City Eastern Conference. First place, dude, I'm telling you, this is the only team, USL Championship has been around since about, I think, 2011, so it hasn't been around that long, but Louisville City is one of the only two teams that have multiple championships. The only other team was Orlando City, and I say was because they now play in Major League Soccer. Yeah, that Orlando City, the Lions, Purple. They used to play USL Championship. They were they had two championships in USL Championship. They have to call them cups, right? They had two cups in USL Championship. The other only other team with two cups in USL Championship is Louisville City. Louisville City is always up there, always going to be challenging. And this year again, they weren't cruising. They weren't cruising. They they 
there was people, there was people, River House was like, well, we, we, we're not a thing. We don't, we don't exist. Anyway, but they, they were in first place in the Eastern Conference. Monterey Bay's obviously had its problems. Robbie Crawford was out with a red card. If if you went in there and, and lost by a goal, you would you would take it. You would take it. You would come back home. You got three three matches at home and you work from there. But but Monterey Bay had different plans. Monterey Bay went in Louisville City. Louisville City, Louisville, Luan, the city of Louis. And they beat them two to nothing. Two to nothing. Goals by Moby Fair, Sam Gleedle, assist James Murphy, second assist of the season. And uh, Gleedle's goal assisted by Christian Voleski. It was, and it wasn't a fluke. It was two to nothing when it was one to nothing. When, you know, they scored in the 58th minute. Even before that, Stuart Louisville had some good shots, that dude. Dallas J, good, some good saves. He had four saves on the match. But, you know, Louisville also hit, they hit the woodwork several times. So shout out to the woodwork as well. But, but really, it, it, they didn't seem like they were, they were threatening. And then after, after uh, the canner scored in the 58th minute, after fair, it was a corner kick. James Murphy puts it there. Moby Fair is is being blanketed, blanketed by Brian Ombi. And he pushes him off like, hey, bro, I'm going to do a job. My job is to get my head on that ball that's coming over here to put it in this net. So you need to get the fuck out my way. And that's exactly what happened. Moby fucking pushes Ombi away, gets his head on the ball, scores and and that's when you think, oh shit! Again, this team that that is on paper, on the in the table, much better than Monterey Bay. They're gonna turn it on, and you know, you just you woke up a sleeping lion kind of thing. But it didn't happen. And I'm not even talking shit. There's no reason for me to talk shit. We're still in last place. <laughs> Monterey Bay is still in last place. No, nothing's changed. But Louisville did did not look. And granted. U.S. Open Cup still going on, and I fucking I, I'm a fan of that tournament. And Louisville has they they got Nashville coming up. Nashville as they were my Eastern Conference team, but now they're they're in the Western Conference of Major League Soccer, so I have to hate Nashville. <laughs> but Nashville's a fucking great team. Nashville's a great team, so I I could see them looking forward to that. The, the U.S. Open Cup, it, it's getting some good, it's getting really good publicity. ESPN is putting the matches all over the place, so it's pretty cool. But I'm sure that, I'm sure none of the players or the managers would be like, that. that's not an excuse. They should have still won. But but they never looked, they never looked like they were threatening. At once or nothing, it was still concerning, though. It was still concerning because, again, any little fluke, any little fluke and... And, and that those two points are gone, but then in the seventy seventh minute, Sam Glee, this shit was. I don't. I don't get how this wasn't nominated for one of the goals of the week. And again, I know I'm a local homer. This is what I'm supposed to do, but the build up. If you look at all the the nominees for goal of the week, all it was was the kick, the kick that ended up being in the back of the net, which is cool. That that's what the goal is, you know. But in soccer, the build-up to the goal is is sometimes so you know just as important 
It's just just as important. And, and the goal that that Gleedle scored was a thinking freaking freaking. I gotta censor myself. It was so good, but it 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 was a golazo. It was a golazo that started sixty yards away. That's what makes it so fucking amazing. Louisville is going into Monterey Bay's half. All of a sudden, from off screen, I have no idea what the fuck he's doing there. He's, he's like off out of position too. I, he's, I don't know what the fuck Galito's doing out there. But he saw something and he just comes out of nowhere like a fucking deer getting chased by a mountain lion and sprints, intercepts the ball. Passes it to Voleski. He keeps running. Voleski notices that. Voleski passes it over to him. Gleedle smashes it past the keeper. It. You go back to the replay. There, there's three, three Louisville guys around Gleedle when he when he kicks that. And dude, after he ran all that fucking way, half the fucking pitch. How that not is is not nominated for a goal of the week? I don't fucking I, I don't get it. Um, I don't get it. Get <laughs> it. But anyway, that was a great win. That was a great win. If you didn't believe in what this team is doing, if you haven't been paying attention, if you're here locally, you gotta watch them. You gotta watch them. They're starting to get healthy. They're playing at home. It. And, you know, I hate to make the parallel with the San Jose earthquake, but just like the San Jose earthquakes, you're not Monterey Bay. All of a sudden, I'm not saying, oh, shit, we could make a run. No, playoffs are a long shot. They're there. We're not even talking about that right now, but uh, uh, co- fielding a competitive team that is exciting and fun to watch. That is that is a lot closer than before. It's coming together. Four, four, two changing everything. <laughs> Dude, so dude, they had a nine percent, nine percent, gave them a nine percent chance, gave Monterey Bay a nine percent chance of beating Louisville, Louisville City, and they beat them. And and now, dude, you you do that, you got that momentum on the road, and now you got three matches at home. Yeah, three matches at home. First one coming up, Colorado Springs Switchbacks. First place team in the Western Conference is not going to be easy. These points are not going to be easy. But Colorado has missed their last. Their last two matches have been postponed because of COVID issues. At first, they had a bunch of their players out, and this last match, their their opposing team, I don't know who it was, New Mexico, something. So they they haven't played since May fourth, May fourth or something. They haven't played in twenty days. 20 days since this recording. So they haven't, you know, three weeks. It's going to be three weeks since they played. This isn't the craziest weather, but it's been slight. It's been abnormally warm. Colorado Springs, it's still snowing out there. But it's been in the mid to high 70s out here. And, and I mean, that, that it's not the biggest challenge, but that that's going to matter. And, I mean, I don't know if anybody, how many longtime followers we have, but this is their first team that they get to play home this is the home and away they've already played at colorado springs colorado springs beat them one to nothing and honestly monterey that was i think that was the week before oakland so that should have been i think monterey bay's first win they played better even though colorado springs was once again on paper in the table a better team i believe monterey bay played better it was the crossbar again the crossbar was the nemesis that that 
that day. And Colorado Springs got, it wasn't even the greatest of goals in. But, it, hey, you got it and you won. Not, there's no excuse for those three points. You got those three points. Well earned. Congratulations. But now Monterey Bay has them at home. They they just came off this big big win. Then the, you know Colorado's kind of you know not re- those rested legs. They can they can be bad. You get uh, six days instead of four. That's a good thing. You get twenty days instead of six. In that you know, in soccer that that cannot that can't be that good. That that could work against you. So Monterey Bay has an opportunity if you do that then the next week you got oakland the local rival you've already beat them oakland is still struggling to find their footing this year you have a very good opportunity to get some good points at home robbie crawford was not available that's what that's what i found amazing i don't know if i had mentioned this yet i think i made like a little joking metaphor about it but Robbie Crawford was not available for Louisville City, and I've kept saying I, I thought Robbie Crawford was a big is a big part of the midfield. He provides that that destroyer type player. You know, teams have been just running through the midfield with numbers with speed, and that's been killing killing the defense. Kai Green and Hugh Roberts are one of the best defensive pairs in the league. That they just they've just been bombarded uh, but Robbie Crawford immediately came in and and has has helped that but also he has not been able to stay on the fucking pitch I, you you, you got to find dude you you can't come in and get these yellows get these you got two yellows already for sticking your fucking arm out the first one whatever we'll give you one but two come on dude You've been playing soccer a long time. You know where your arm is supposed to fucking be. But anyway, he he wasn't available. He didn't start, and and you beat Louisville City. So you really don't need you know you don't need to start him. You you have a starting caliber midfielder that that you can that you have on the bench, which is awesome. You you haven't had that all season. Gives you so much more flexibility. You know if, if something's not working. You know, you're not substituting because somebody got hurt. You're substituting because you want to make a, a strategic change. And and that's exciting to see that, that that's finally happening. And and the team is, is already immediately having seen success with that, with a, with great teams. Can they, can they maintain it? I don't know. But I know I'll be there. 7 p.m., Cardinale Stadium. If you haven't, if you haven't been there, Got dude, $10 standing room only tickets. You got the Alvarado Beer Garden. You got a bunch of food trucks out there. You got the cypress trees on the edge. It's cold as fuck. It's in Marina, yo. It's in Marina. Bring layers. Dressing layers. Don't, don't fucking be showing up with a fucking t shirt or, or something like that, a tank top, thinking that you're going to fucking survive out there. You got to bring layers. The ocean, you are, you can smell the sea salt. That's how close you are to the water. It's fucking cold. So if you, yeah, so another, if you're listening and you're not from this area and you're going to come watch them play, bring jacket. Oh, does the the weather say it's going to be a nice, sunny, warm day? Bring a fucking jacket. (laughs) Don't fucking listen. I'm telling you. 
Bring a jacket. Oh, there's a, there's a heat wave coming. Bring a fucking jacket. That's it. Other than that, enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know, again, it, it's a little a little weird, you know, a little jumpy right now. Now that we're trying to trying to mix in the Quakes and Monterey Bay FC. Go Canners. But, but I'm having fun. I'm having fun covering both of them. I hope you're having fun listening to me talk about it. Let me know. At FWH Podcast on Instagram. At FWH Podcast at saladbites.com. If you want to send me an email, reach out to me. Other than that, we'll catch y'all next week. Peace.